Hey there. Today, we're going to be talking about which foods trigger or make long COVID ME-CFS symptoms worse. And if you don't know me yet, I'm Lori. I'm the founder of the Relief and Transformation Courses for Long COVID and ME-CFS, as well as the Long COVID and ME-CFS Holistic Healing Summit. I know a lot of you have joined me in that summit in the past, and more and more of you are joining us in the courses and seeing what can happen for you, which is really exciting. So let's talk about food. Let's talk about, I don't know the word diet, but we're going to use the word diet for right now. So there are tons of different diets out there, different ways of eating. I like that term better, ways of eating. So how many of you have tried different types of diets to try to address your illness? When I was growing up, this probably dates me a little bit, but when I was growing up, low-fat diets were the thing. And knowing what I know now, that type of diet is absolutely horrible for you for a number of reasons, but one of which is that we really need plenty of healthy fats. And especially when we're recovering, when we're healing from these chronic illnesses and from these hidden illnesses that we're going to be talking about today, these hidden infections. I was also a vegetarian for many years. I was vegan for a couple of years. I tried the typical keto diet for my fibromyalgia. I did autoimmune paleo. I did carnivore. I did all of these ways of eating. So how do we know which kinds of foods are going to make us feel better and which ones are going to be detrimental to us? Now, I know that this can be a tricky question, but my hope for you is that we're going to get, well, actually, my hope is, my knowing as well, is that we're going to get to a pretty simple answer by the end of this time together here. So let's start with this key with this kind of discovery. I wasn't the first person to make it, but it's not very well known out there. And that's that you've got to understand what's causing your symptoms. You've got to know what that root cause of your symptoms. And if you start with that, then you start to understand what kinds of foods make that underlying cause worse, what aggravate it exacerbate it, what cause it to get even bigger, and which of the foods will make the cause of the symptoms, the inflammation, all of that stuff, less active and allowing you to feel better. Now, here's a spoiler alert and the basis of this new approach that I've been talking about, that I've been implementing in the Relief and Transformation course with people with long COVID and MECFS and Lyme and all those different things that is having so much success. And that is that all chronic illness is caused by hidden infections in the body. And when I say hidden infections, we're talking about bad microbes, okay? That have basically, they've taken over like termites in a house. And you can see some of my other videos to learn more about that. There's one specifically that's all about how to 
recover from long COVID and ME-CFS. Now, the thing is that we're not just talking about candida, though that can certainly be a big part of it. We're also talking about worms. We're talking about other types of fungus. We're talking about these sometimes certain types of viruses, but we'll get into that in a different video, actually. We're talking about these microbes. So there are really thousands and thousands of those bad microbes that can get out of control in the body and cause these horrible illnesses. And here's where we get into the food portion of it. There are certain foods or substances that feed those microbes, and those are going to trigger symptoms for you. And you might not experience those symptoms while you're eating the food or drinking the substance or whatever. Maybe not even the day of, but afterwards, those microbes are growing in strength. So they're multiplying and getting bigger because you've just fed them. And they're also releasing more toxins because they're proliferating. So you do end up feeling worse. So going back to all of this confusion around which type of eating plan to use and what foods are going to be most helpful to decrease the symptoms and what not to eat and what not to drink, then this is where it becomes more clear. And number one reason that we can get more clear about this eating plan is that with the infection part, what we're really finding is that parasites actually are probably the biggest part of the infections. Again, that's really key because now that what you're dealing with, lots of parasites, fungus, maybe some bacteria, then you can go, okay, so what makes them more active in my body? What feeds them? What makes them grow more? What makes them stronger in my body and harder for me to fight? And what can I eat that's highly nutritious for me and at the same time doesn't feed them as much? So now that you understand the cause, what we're going to talk about today is going to make a lot more sense. You're going to know a lot more easily which foods are going to make your symptoms worse and further those infections. And which foods are going to help to build your body up so that you can eventually treat those infections, which is what we do in the Relief and Transformation course. So we always start out with this eating plan in the Relief and Transformation course, and then we move to specific treatments. Here's the thing about parasites. They thrive on carbs. So some of you have heard this story before, but I just remember that when I was so sick and before that, I had horrible cravings, specifically for sugar, for carbs, for bread, really any kind of carb. But this got to the point where when I was so super sick with severe ME-CFS to the point a lot of times of not being able to get up and down the stairs, not being able to get out of the bed. Sometimes my father had to feed me. But on those days when sometimes I was able to just drag myself around the house, my father had actually hidden all the sweets. He was taking care of me at the time. 
he had hidden all the sweets in the house because I was having such a bad time with them. And I would drag myself around the house and find them and eat them all. If I found a whole package of chocolate turtles, I would eat the whole thing. Now, this might sound like a fun kind of hide and seek game. (laughs) If it had been under different circumstances, it would. But, oh my gosh, so not fun because I would end up so much sicker and have horrible symptoms, even worse than I was already experiencing, and just be completely laid out and even more miserable for the next several days or sometimes even the next several weeks. I had no idea at the time that I was literally feeding the things that were making me sick and that I was making my illness even worse. The thing is that those cravings can be so strong. And the reason is that those little critters are screaming at you for food. So that we, we went a little bit gremlins on you there if you ever watched that movie gremlins but it's like what they are if you feed them after midnight then they become monsters so but the thing is that i I want to ease you a little bit there it's that as you're able to start to cut out those sugar sugars the carbs the bread all those the alcohol all those things those cravings get way less until you don't have them anymore at all and we'll be talking about that a little bit more in a, in a bit here as well. Okay, so we've already started to just touch on some of the foods and substances that make symptoms worse and that make the inflammation worse in our body. But let's go over the main, the top three or four here. Number one is sugars. And that is the absolute worst thing that you can eat because it's directly feeding those those parasites, those bad microbes. So that can be fruit juice, it can be soda, it can be anything with added sugar, any processed sugars. But also, this can get tricky because there are also foods and substances that are healthy that have sugar, right? So, for example, let's say you have some you buy some organic honey from your neighbor down the street or they give it to you but the thing is that the infections don't care where the sugar comes from it's still sugar it still feeds them so uh, for example avocado is great it's super healthy for you but it's a fairly carb heavy vegetable or fruit i can't remember i think it's considered to be a fruit but So you have to be careful with it. So I actually don't recommend in the initial recovery phase of the relief and transformation eating plan, I actually don't recommend eating any fruit for that initial phase because it's just too easy to overdo it. You can start adding it in. But just so that you understand, sugar is sugar. But basically, once you get past that first phase and you're not experiencing symptoms anymore, you do start to be able to add small amounts of lower sugar fruits back in. And then eventually those things like honey and things like that. But that's well after you have not been experiencing any symptoms. Okay. Now, the thing is, it's not that the honey is bad. 
It's not that the maple syrup is bad. It's not that the fruits are bad. Inherently, if your body were in balance, if you didn't have too many of the bad microbes, then it would be fine. But while you are dealing with this dysbiosis, then that sugar is feeding those bad microbes. And that's sugar in all of its glorious forms. So that's number one. Number two is grains. And we're talking about not only grains that include gluten, but all grains. Even complex grains, even unprocessed grains, even things like corn and rice. Because carbs, when they break down into your body, they break down into sugar. And so you're feeding, again, these bad microbes. And I also really want to make sure that you understand that these infections aren't just in the gut. They're not just in your GI tract. They can be anywhere in the body, and typically they are. If you have a chronic illness, typically they are in lots of other places in the body. So we're talking about the organs, like the liver, the lungs, in the blood, in the joints, in the eyes. And of course, the thing about our amazing bodies is that as we're breaking down these foods, our blood and, and our whole body system is taking the nutrients and taking the glucose, taking the energy that our body has broken down to all these different parts of our body. But the thing is, when those parasites live in those different parts of the body, then they're getting fed as well. And this is also the reason that we end up seeing a lot of nutritional deficiencies in people with these chronic illnesses, even when they are taking all the right supplements and eating very highly nutritious foods because the parasites are getting those, those nutrients. The second thing about the grains is the gluten that's in a lot of them. And there are other problematic proteins that are in some, some of the grains, but let's talk about the gluten specifically. Interesting thing about gluten is that it's very similar to a protein that candida uses to bind to the lining of our intestines and keep it there. <laughs> so if we have a lot of fungal overgrowth, which we've been talking about, it's been linked to countless chronic illnesses. You can Google it and you'll find tons of research on it. If we already have that, then our body can mistakenly see the gluten protein as the enemy, as that candida protein, which is going to increase the inflammation, which is going to activate the immune system, like all these things. And there are a lot of other reasons that gluten is problematic, and you can probably Google that as well and come up with tons of different research, you know, research studies on them. And again, when we're talking about grains, we're talking about all of the grains. And this makes it easier when you think about it. We're talking no quinoa, no rice, no corn. And we're also talking no seeds or nuts. And this is one of the places where the relief and transformation eating plan is different from most of the keto diets out there. The reason that we say no seeds and nuts 
is a couple of different reasons. The first one is that nuts especially, but also seeds, usually, well, they all contain anti-nutrients that can be very problematic to the body. So especially when you already have these hidden infections and maybe you already have leaky gut, maybe you already have all these other sensitivities and things like that, then these anti-nutrients in the nuts and the seeds are going to make it even harder on your body. So we really want to give your body the most advantage possible to get to the place where you can start treating these bad microbes. Uh, so the other reason for it is because what I find is that it's very easy for people to go overboard with the nuts and the seeds, and that's going to up your carb load for the day. And it's going to also, again, up those anti-nutrients. So we just stay away from them in the first phase of the relief and transformation eating plan. Now, I know you're probably looking at this and going, what the heck can I eat? This sounds so limiting. And I totally understand that. I totally get it. But I'm just going to say to recover from these chronic illnesses and to get your life back, it, it takes discipline. It really does. And it takes pouring your heart into it. We talk about what is your big why? What's your big why? Is it your family? Is it going on a traveling adventure somewhere? Is it being able to go hike in the mountains on a regular basis? Is it being able to ride horses again, whatever it is for you, identify that big why for yourself. Okay. Because the thing is that this is all worth it. It's so worth it. And we've had miraculous results. We're having miraculous results. I myself witnessed a miraculous result for myself. And we're talking about life-changing successes from people who have been ill for decades or for their whole life or for just a year or two. But the thing always is that when they look back at their whole life, they can see, we do this in the course, they can see how their body has been in dysbiosis for a long time and how it's gotten worse and worse. Okay. So number one is to get the sugars out. Number two is the grains got to go. Number three is to switch from starchy veg. Okay. And we know that a lot of the starchy veg is nutritious, right? Sweet potatoes. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't love sweet potatoes? Sweet potato fries. I'm getting hungry thinking about them. Okay. So let's take a step back though. The reason that we eliminate starchy veg and replace it with leafier veg because the starchy veg feeds the bad microbes. Starchy veg turns into sugar. So again, we're talking about sweet potatoes. We're talking about regular potatoes, yams, some of the sweeter squashes, et cetera, et cetera. All right. The second to the last main big category, and this is another place in which the relief and transformation eating plan differs in a big way from other keto 
diets that are out there, it's dairy. You got to take out all that dairy, except for grass-fed butter or ghee if you tolerate. Not everybody tolerates butter, but if you tolerate it, it's great. It's totally fine. The, the reason for that is dairy contains lactose, which is a sugar, and butter does not have that, right? And the other thing is that the protein in those, uh, most of that dairy, except for the butter, is very similar to the protein in gluten. And so studies have found that those types of proteins contribute to inflammation we were talking about earlier. Again, just remember that we're giving the body the biggest advantage that we possibly can to be able to fight off these parasites. So again, butter and ghee are tolerated well by most people, but not by everyone. And that's definitely something for you to consider as you're changing your way of eating and, and as you're focusing more on on these things that you can eat that don't exacerbate your symptoms and feed the infections. It's, you need to consider what that your body does well with. So for example, some people are sensitive or allergic to eggs at this point. And that's super unfortunate because eggs are really healthy. And that's one of the kind of go-tos that a lot of people have for this. But if you are allergic to eggs or sensitive to eggs at this point in your recovery process, then that you just need to stay away from them because it doesn't make any sense to, to make that burden worse on your body. So you find other alternatives that do work for you. What I do find is that every single person who's been able to follow this eating plan and then to go through and fully treat the hidden infections with the relief and transformation course has found that their food sensitivities have gone. So just as an example, there was a client I had who was following a carnivore diet because she couldn't tolerate veg really at all, not even lettuce. And uh, after a few months of treating, she was able to start to tolerate veg and now has no problem with it. So she eats plenty of leafy greens and, and other low-carb veg now. So she does stick to the eating plan really well because she still hasn't gotten quite gotten to the place where she's gotten rid of all of her symptoms, though she has gotten through most of them. And she had several decades of MECFS. So as you do start to implement this way of eating, the relief and transformation eating plan, you start to notice that, oh my gosh, I'm starting to feel better. I have more energy. I'm not crashing as hard or as often. And in fact, just before I met with you here, uh, I got an email from a student who said that she's been able to walk for one and a half miles for an hour without crashing or getting tired, whereas before she could barely walk for 20 minutes and she'd still get really tired. And that's just from doing this eating plan. And that's only been after a couple of weeks. She hasn't even started treating yet. She, she also said that she wants to get rid of her tinnitus and to be able to dance again. And I want that for her too. And I'm so excited to see that happen for her as she starts treating and goes through the program. 
And I love getting wins from students and from you and sharing them because that's, that's what let, lets us know what's ahead for us. And it lets us know what's possible for us. And it reinforces if it's your win and you share it with me or share it with the group or whatever, then it's reinforcing those wins for yourself as well. When students share with me that they've made progress, even the teeniest little bit of progress, I just absolutely do a happy dance because I know that the little bit of progress is going to add up and start to snowball and that not too long from now, they're going to share that they are symptom-free and that they're running marathons and playing with their kids and traveling and all those things that they've been wanting to do. And I know that because that's, those are the kinds of emails that I get. Those are the kinds of posts that we have within the relief and transformation community and with clients and all those amazing people. When they go with this approach and when they stick with it and go through all the different stages. So that's really important. If you experience a win, when you experience a win from using this eating plan, please make sure to send it to me, email it to me, post it in YouTube in the comments, post it in Instagram, all those things. Because my ultimate mission is to let that there is hope and that there are answers and that there are ways to get. That is so important, so important. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Holistic Healing with Lori podcast. And I do hope that you found our conversation enlightening and helpful. That is always my goal. If you did, I have a small favor to ask. Please do consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. That would really, really help us not only to improve, but also to help others to discover the podcast. And especially if you know someone who is navigating their way through MECFS, through long COVID, fibromyalgia, or any chronic illness, please also share this podcast with them. You know, my mission is to reach as many people as possible to instill this feeling of hope and help and to share the insights and strategies that I know really work to help them on their healing journey. And just remember that you're not alone in this. We're in this all together, learning and growing and healing. And I'll see you next time.